everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. Welcome to the Invested Podcast. This is Podcast 454. We're really happy to be with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, of course, talking about how to invest Warren Buffett style. Indeed, and And I uh, forgot to start the timer, but now I've started it, so we know how long we're going. We just go until we stop. We just go Um, until we stop. Um, Yeah. What are we talking about today? We're talking about a matrix of kind of a decision point about getting yeah. about getting to where you're really using your time well and you're not getting bogged down in yes, something. Yes, exactly. We've been talking about the weather around a company, what its competitors are, what its industry is, what country it's in, what currency is it in, what stock market. Like there's just so many external things that we're calling the weather and then there's also all the obviously internal stuff that we've talked about a ton and what I'm trying to get at is and I think we ended last time with me going like maybe it's just instinctual (laughs) but what I'm trying to get at is some sort of guidance on when to stop researching and you had said when we first started talking about this that there's a matrix of when basically how hard is the company to understand and when is it going to go on sale which really blew me away because i don't really care when it's going to go on sale and to me that's an important part of the investing research process of the investing practice of studying stuff that's cool and fun and interesting to read about um without paying any attention to what the price is right now in theory, <laughs> but I think maybe the reality is that you pay a little more attention to the price than the theory. I don't know. Well, so what do you a think? Good theory. Well, I think you don't have unlimited time. Number one, I think that exactly. you don't have unlimited patience to start making money. <laughs> um, and yeah, unlimited patience, period, and to stop making money. Yes. <laughs> and I think that it's. Uh, it's useful to have a kind of a matrix that tells you when to really focus in and when to kind of let it slide. And we use it definitely here in our shop. I mean, it's a, we, we don't formalize it, but I'm formalizing it right now. And I'm going to show you what it looks like. You ready? Okay. So for everybody like listening, that. I'm going to describe this. It is a literal four box matrix. You've got high and low on one side and high and low on the other side of the axes one is value slash price divided by price price, and the other one is understanding so high low value divided by price and higher low in understanding absolutely right absolutely right okay so um now let's let's fill this in a little bit okay? okay so if we have Going uh, to the first matrix piece here, this mm-hmm. one, high, which is high. high and high. Yeah. So a high value divided by price means that the price is low and the value is whatever it is, and you're going to get a bigger number. If the if the price is much lower than the value, you're going to get a very big number. Mm-hmm. So if the price is fifty cents and the value is a dollar, you're going to get a two. Yes. Right. Yep. So the higher that goes, the more, uh, the wider the, the gap between value and price. Price is much lower 
than the value. So a very high value divided by price combined with a very high understanding hmm. is the sweet spot. Okay. And so when you say is, sweet spot, would you say that's prime for more focus? Because under this rubric, you've already got a good understanding of the company itself. So would yep. you say, when you say sweet spot, does that mean, okay, now spend more time on the weather, yes. the stuff around now the company? Dive in. Okay. Okay. Go deep here. This is, that's, that's your, that's the quadrant to go deep in. That's, that's the sweet spot. And you're saying that time-wise because it might be a good time to buy and not because Maybe. we're not paying yes. attention to price. So in this situation, we are paying attention to price. Exactly. Okay. And look at what we have. We have something that might take a relatively short time to fully understand to a point where you're ready to buy it, mm. and it's buyable. Mm -hmm. So this is time very well spent. A relatively really shorter intriguing. period of time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Relatively yeah. shorter period of time and time very well spent because you can actually go do something rather than having to wait. Okay. Okay. Now, if we were to go um, down down the matrix verti vertically to where we're going from a high understanding to a low understanding, but there's a really great value price relationship. Yeah. In other words, still really high for value price, super good price what we've got here, but difficult to understand. Mm -hmm. This is lots of time. Yes. But may be worth it. Okay. So there we go. That's that one. <laughs> so funny okay we'll so in, come up with some cooler ways to say I enjoy this, no I enjoy this so the first box now says sweet spot where it's high and high and then the box where it's low understanding and high value divided by price it says lots of time but maybe worth it I am now adding that to mine so with us this is where we start to go oh man we have to discuss it with our team here to say okay Let's really say how far down on the low understanding are we and how hard is this thing to understand? Mm -hmm. um, this is where we really look at, gosh, is this a simple enough business for us to, to understand? This is, so we've got a lot, of, a lot of questions come rolling in here about can we actually understand the business? Because everything hinges on that. But... It might be on sale, massively on sale. We really could get a benefit from putting time in here. <clears throat> and we run into this all the time. This is where we spend a lot of our time. We exactly. don't get very many sweet spots. Yeah, of course. But why would, why would that be something that's hard to understand? That's something we throw out, right? Like, why would that be something that's worth putting time into just because it might be on sale. So isn't, isn't that understanding isn't, more important than price. But the matrix isn't easy to understand versus hard to understand. The okay. matrix is I have a high understanding of this already and I don't. 
that's that's the two sides of the understanding okay i'm gonna put level of understanding okay cool level i like that and then i'm gonna put not ease of understanding right and the reason we sort of go there is because (laughs) we we think we can understand a lot of stuff if we really put our minds to it there are some areas of the market that are probably just too hard but considering that I've been around this for 40 years and I've seen my sort of circle of competence expand, you know, my canyons getting much wider because it's, this is one of those careers where it's extremely cumulative Mm -hmm. and synergistic. The more you do, the better you do. The more you are around it, the better you do. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like every minute you spend. One could almost say reading, you pivot. Just you to pivot. throw out more buzzwords. <laughs> I, I would say you would you would pivot towards some highly curated <laughs> stocks. Highly curated. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so, the the thing. So we use this matrix as opposed to easy hard. We just go high low, hmm. and um, and also we have the advantage of having, you know, people who have a range of expertise. So you know, sure. So the Travis, circle of competence is uh, collectively wider. It's collectively wider, right? So like Travis Parker's just super good at chips. You know, he just really understands the whole chip making process and who the winners are going to be and you know, like why companies potato are so or on. silicon. Oh uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> silicon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more the potato chip guy <laughs> in our team. So this is the one where we say, well, okay, we really, we do spend, we do spend an effort here every week when we come together to do planning for the next week, we're looking right here at where do we want to put our time? because there's all these cool companies that a number of people we really admire are buying, mm-hmm. right? Our, mm-hmm. our sort of group of, of mentors or gurus that are out there that we really like to know what they're doing. And we'll see, we'll see somebody buying, like particularly Michael Burry just drives us crazy with how smart he is. And he'll buy these things and we just go like, what? Why? But don't and, you, you know, think he has a has a different investing strategy? Like sure he's, he does. He's, he's he's he does some short term stuff for sure. He is he's an expert at it at picking spots, piling it in there deep, and then he's gone in three months. Yeah, yeah it happens all the time. But every once in a while, there's a long term one that we can find our way into. For mm-hmm. example, Google, right, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Apple, mm-hmm. or something like that that Burry came into. So this is high and low level of understanding, which produces when there's something on sale, or we think it might be on sale, a really good use of time in the sweet spot part of the matrix, and a really worth looking at use of time in the low understanding part of the matrix. Because this is likely on sale. If we can figure this out, even if we're spending more time doing it, we've got something here we can invest in right away. And that's very attractive. So 
that requires some thinking. Okay, how much effort do we put into this before we figure out it's too hard? Yeah. That's kind of the question. So let me just make a note of that. That's like, how much effort? Yeah, I think that's where the the question arises around the weather is when it's something that I don't have some basis of understanding in, then it's not, there's a lot of things, this is, this is really kind of the crux of it, isn't it? There's a lot of things that are not too hard, but I don't have a basis, much of a, a, much of a knowledge in this area or this company. So I know I can learn it if I spend a year, but do I want to spend a year on? Sure. Well, XYZ, you, you just know? boiled it down. So that's you, what it absolutely. is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. It's when you when you put it in those terms, sometimes it really helps. You know, it's like in logic and an argument to ad nauseum or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Absurdium, absurdium, <laughs> not ad nauseum. Ad absurdium. But you take it to the absurd. Mm-hmm. So you say, OK, in let's say. Could I learn this in a year or two years? Very likely. Yeah. Very, very likely. Now, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it making? Is it worth it? Because there's so much I would need to know. Okay. Given company, like the weather here is completely unknown. Yeah. Because I think with a given company, with what you've taught me, like that I can do. And it doesn't even take me all that long anymore. It gets a lot faster as you go over time, but it's all that additional knowledge of. Yeah the external of the competition of how do their supply chains work? How does their customer even work? Like some things are just a complete, a completely new world. Well, now it's, it's real important to understand. I don't mean to cut you off, but there's a really important point that, that you're, you've just popped open. And that is if you're looking at an extreme difference between price and value, price is low Mm. values, high, in, in your first estimate, then understanding the weather becomes super critical. Right, because why is that? Because something's going on. Yes. yes. Something is a problem. Yes. And you, and, and the market, which is not stupid, is telling you to stay away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's, that's, Okay, when we get in here and we have a high level of understanding, usually we can figure out what the market's missing. And almost every time, without exception, it's not that they don't understand the business. And it's not that they don't understand the weather. Right. They understand both of them very well. It's just they're not willing to sit out the storm. Yeah, that's that's exactly they're, what they're going to port. They're I assume to port right about now. other investors. Like we, we say a lot like, Oh, they just don't understand or whatever. But I don't think that's true. They are not dumb. They understand what's going on often better than I do because a lot of these places have specific analysts who are assigned to specific companies and they just spend every single day following specific people, exactly. and specific companies. They know a lot. Oh, they but, know so much, yeah. But their perspective is different than ours in terms Absolutely. of investability. 
and in terms of return. So their decision may be different, but that doesn't make the facts any different. Like I'm assuming that they know what's up. Yeah, they know what's up. They know what's up. And to, to boil that down, essentially, again, staying with the weather metaphor, if you're in a big storm and it's going to last a long time, you're in a storm that could last over a year, then they're going to port in their boats. They're just going to sail in and get to shelter, which yeah. means they're sailing off and getting out of the way. Yeah. Just getting out of the way of the storm. Yeah. So hopefully we have been in, in port already. Ideally, we're sitting there with a wash tub full of money waiting for a storm to happen to some great company we like. And we are going to sail out into that. Mm-hmm. We've got a great big boat that we think is not going to be affected by this storm. It's going to get over in a couple years, three years. And we are going to be invested in this company at a very great price. So that's a huge difference. And what it says is that in this really high value to price relationship on this first on the left hand side of the matrix here boy you really got to know what that storm is yeah exactly that weather is all critical yep yeah okay so that's that those that's those two okay i'm putting like a circle around that one because i think that one is basically the one that's causing all the difficulty of decision (laughs) it probably is it probably is. Now, you ready to go on to the next part of the matrix? Yeah. Okay, now we go over to the two blanks that are left, which is over on the way I've drawn this on the right side. Mm-hmm. And that is low value to price. So this is where the price might be higher than the value, the price is the same as the value, slightly under the value, but there's not the relationship we're looking for in terms of price. It's not on sale, not remotely on sale. Okay. Yeah. And you have a high understanding of the business. Yeah. That's, That's pretty list. much where I live. <laughs> <laughs> That's your, that's your wash list or your that's wish list. The, I mean, but to, that's what I thought. And maybe it is what you said to do. That's what I thought you said to do is look at companies, whether they're on sale or not, and not pay any attention to price. But understand, there's no, for us, again, when we're looking at this matrix professionally, we're looking over here at the low value to price or whether that, yeah, and and the high level of understanding. And we're saying, yeah, we we got this one, no urgency there, Mm -hmm. no urgency at all. It's too high a price to even trade it. So it's just on the wall in a pile of companies that we don't we don't use a watch list per se but we have a spot literally on a wall full of small pieces of paper telling us what companies are in what stage of of analysis these companies are something that take a lower priority when somebody has not a lot to do and things are fairly quiet yeah one of these comes off the wall and gets some work done on it or that they're through the process and like for me to put something on my wish list like I've I feel like that's gone through the process for me and if it were on sale I would be buying it so it's and that's the watch list concept is like you just watch the price and then when something's going wrong 
maybe with that company or maybe with the larger weather, then be ready to buy it. Yes. So again, now, I think there, that's... There will be a lot of companies that fall into this category. There are. In yes, this market. It's, it sucks. Overwhelmingly large number of companies. <laughs> and so the trick here is if, if you have nothing that's taking your attention over here on the high value price, then you start knocking off these companies in the best order you can conceive. You know, which ones do I understand the best? Which ones do I like the most? Which ones would I like to own the most? Because you're right, when these go on sale, and they always will go on sale at some point, then you need to be ready to pop right now. So, I mean, the COVID thing in March 2020 was the greatest example of that. You very rarely in my career have we seen such a dramatic drop in the market mm -hmm. to begin to throw things on sale. And if you're not ready, there's no time there no. to do your work. Gosh, that was nuts. It just, yeah. boom, here they are. Pull the trigger or don't. And in that particular, it's just such an iconic case It's uh, that within two weeks, the market had turned around and run back up. I know. And I had your voice. I've talked about this before. I had your voice in my head going, there's lots of time. Market crashes take six months or months right? is what I had in my head from, from what I remembered you saying and I talked totally. to you and you were like yeah let's see what happens here and it was just like nope that was Boom. the chance it Boom. was wild not on yeah. every company because there were still a number of companies that like traditional investors were very skeptical of how they would get through uh, the pandemic but sure. overall like obviously the market ships, all this stuff. yeah yeah, and we 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 were able to deploy I don't know forty to fifty percent of our deployable capital before the thing turned around. I mean, we were just getting really rolling, and then standing back and saying, "Okay, how much more?" You know, it was like, "Whoa, that was quick." Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump, hate him or love him, he went in there and just cranked the Federal Reserve to 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 punch the money up or he didn't and they just did. I don't know which. But yeah, somebody certainly did. happened on his watch. Somebody did. So, okay, we got low but so price to value that's not that's, on sale. That's another one, this one that, that we just said. So the low price to value, so it's not on sale, but a high level of understanding. This is the other one that I think is the most difficult to make decisions around when to stop because for, for a company that I like and enjoy reading about and want to own, there's always more information that can be found. There's always something additional to know that may have been missed, whatever. And I think that's where I struggle is like, okay, am I really ready to make a decision around this company such that when it goes on sale... I'm going to have to make a quick decision because it's not right now. So when that happens, I'm going to like pull out my notes two years from now and go, what the heck was I thinking? And right. I'm going to need to know my criteria of right. has something changed in this last two years when I haven't really been paying attention to this company? Um, right. And how do I check that like, you know, within a few hours to see if if I'm ready for this. I think that's that's the other situation where I'm like, what 
how, what more info do I need to make sure I have? And I feel like it's never enough. And maybe that's just my inexperience. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think there is, there's, well, of course you, you can always find more to look at and, and you can get to a state of analysis, you know, paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, if you've, if you've dug in enough to where everything's starting to repeat itself over and over again. So the 10 K is repetitive and boring. The books on the company are repetitive and boring. The, the news on the company repetitive and boring. The mm-hmm. competitors, everything's repetitive. Everything's mm-hmm. repetitive. Mm-hmm. Then you're there in, in the, that's plenty. Hmm. That's a new idea. Okay. Repetitiveness. Repetitiveness for everything. (laughs) That's what I'm putting. You know, like if you if you drive a race car, I don't know if this metaphor works, but if you're driving a race car and you've never driven that car before, even if you're a pretty experienced driver, your first lap is a journey of exploration and wonder and scariness and what's gonna happen here. And do I know enough about this car to actually drive it well, right? Mm -hmm. And you might take lap after lap after lap after lap after lap, but at some point, 100 laps in, 1,000 laps in, at some point, at a certain speed, you're a little bit bored. Yeah, because you're right. You're doing it without having to pay attention anymore. Right, right. Exactly. Conscious, conscious attention, right. obviously. Yeah, and all, in all fairness, you might not be driving as fast as somebody who's a really, really good driver. You know, you might not be driving at Warren Buffett fast, but you're driving it plenty fast. Yeah. You're driving it plenty fast. You, you've got, you've got a handle on this car. I've been, I think that's, uh, a, that's a decent metaphor. To add another <laughs> metaphor. I've been, as you know, learning to work with leather and create, um, like leather, small leather goods. And really, because my occupational therapist, my ergotherapist recommended that I do something with my hands. And um, and it's been s- extremely difficult and super fun. But so one of the things that I discovered lately is from when I first started with sewing, um, the threads would get all tangled up. Like they would get like twisted with each uh, thread, with each stitch. Are those threads and- a bit waxy, are they, or something? Yeah, I put beeswax on them twisting. and then yeah. paraffin wax on them to make them more yeah. smooth, but they still twist. They just, they just do like yeah. any, any thread will, will do that. And I was like, yeah. God, like it's not doing this. Everything I'm learning, by the way, is from YouTube. So I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, and so I was like, it doesn't look like this in the YouTube videos. Like I don't see these threads getting all like twisted with every stitch. And I just figured out myself that I had to kind of twist the needle a little bit to get the thread to be going oh, in straight. So right. that was a year ago. And just yesterday I was stitching and Wait, it took you a year to figure out to twist the needle? No, it took about five minutes. But <laughs> that was a year ago. Okay. <laughs> and yesterday I was stitching and I realized that I was automatically twisting the needles so that the thread would go straight without thinking about it at all like I was just 
doing it and I hadn't even noticed for months that I had been doing that and somehow yesterday I was just like oh yeah like that's why it's happening because I'm doing it I'm making it be straight and that's why nobody mentioned it on the YouTube videos from the people who are really good at it because it it doesn't even like enter their mind that they're doing a little twist with their fingers while they're putting it in probably. And that's, that's the level of, as you said, boring or repetitiveness that maybe, maybe it's like you need to get to where it's expected. Okay. Yeah. Like that's obvious. That's expected. What they, what they said about the company is, um, extremely clear and not a surprise. And, they're talking about the metrics that I'm used to them talking about, et cetera. And then the other thing I would mention that's happened to me a bunch of times is I will think that I have learned a lot about a company and then go and talk to somebody else about it. And they'll bring up about 10 different questions of something I had no clue even mattered and had just somehow like skipped over in my reading. And then I had to go find out about those things. So I would say right there anymore. Exactly. So I'd say a lot of the, that level requires checking yourself and, and hearing from other people and seeing what else you've missed. Let's get to the last one next time because we're, we're running low on time here. Okay. You could do it really quick. (laughs) All right. The last one is low understanding and low relationship between value and price. And that one, I'm just calling no. (laughs) Simple. So much more to do in the other three. This one, no. No. So we'll come back to, to more about what to do with those. I've labeled each one of these with a number of stars. So the high value price and high understanding gets four stars and the low understanding to uh, high value and price gets three stars and then the watch list one gets two stars and then the no one gets one star why are you using stars what is that just easy way to just kind of think about where to put your priorities you Mm. obviously want to focus on four star companies but they're just not happening all the time you just cannot find them yeah um so therefore you have to go to the three-star companies okay and then so you make an a easy decision naming like system basically okay. yeah okay right. well Next i, I have questions about the last one oh, we'll dive oh, in oh oh okay next time okay questions okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to wrap it up but you're just not i ready. know you're doing so good all right time to go play we'll see you guys thanks everybody bye bye Hi guys, thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding, they really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And it's really important, it's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. 
This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>